Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Chattanooga area. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Tony Sanders. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You look distinguished. <laughs> look, look at the Facebook camera. Everybody look at his glasses. Robert can see now. Supposedly. I, I have been noticing more things, though. I will say that. <laughs> Which is kind of scary in a whole new world. Yeah, it is. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not used to them totally yet. And uh, I think I relayed the story to you that when you said looking down with these progressive lenses, you said, it, you know, it's going to be take some getting used to. That was the understatement of the century i came down a set of stairs and almost i'm holding on to both rails walking down i get to the bottom of the stairs i'm about doubled over going gonna gonna because i almost got i don't get car sick but i got stair sick (laughs) and uh the only problem the only other thing i've noticed about these uh progressive lenses uh they're great but once you get your head set you gotta you can't move which is fine, but if you turn your head from side to side, you get this weird wave thing. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, you look at the table and it looks like the whole table's wiggling and moving. But you know, I'll get used to that. I'm sure it's it's only what day number three, so I'll get used to it here eventually. But I can see the TV and actually read the closed captioning, which is a good thing. So cool. Anyway, hey, for all of my friends out there that won't pick up the phone and call the show, but text me. You'll be disturbing my dog because my phone is laying on the kitchen counter next to my dog, not with me. So do not communicate to me via text. Communicate to Rob via text. <laughs> Pick up the phone and call the show, 267-1023. Novel concept, talk radio, let's talk. Why not? Sounds like a good idea. Or you can just text it and I'll respond tomorrow. <laughs> All the above work. I forgot my phone. Don't feel bad. I forgot my phone one day this week. So. Yeah, but you live like three minutes from your office. Yeah, but still, I I was already walking to class when I realized I didn't have it. And I got home and there wasn't anything. No phone calls, no missed. I'm not, I'm not as important as Tony Sanders. So. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Oh, but had a great party uh, Thursday night with Trout Unlimited. Yeah, tell us about that. It was a it was a good party. A lot of a uh, lot lot of people there. Um, let's see. Had a good time. Gave away a lot of door prizes and uh, fun was had. The food was really really good. Oh, and uh, we have a a young listener who I got to give a shout-out to. River Batka watches Uncle Rob on his dad's phone every Saturday. Good. So, good morning, River. Hi, River. Is River up already? No, they watch it a little bit later. Ah. 
but he sits uh, with Dad and Uncle Rob's on Dad's phone. So gotcha. And he was real nice to Miss Deborah too. So good. Did she get last night? Yeah, she went. Or Thursday night. Yeah. Wow. Really good food. Uh, and thanks to Jimbo down at uh, Two Squares for hosting us down there. Really great event. Um, lots of lots of giveaways. We had a the door prize was a fly rod and reel combo. Um, we had we gave away probably. I don't know how many bottles of wine. There was a lot of wine you could bid on and uh, a couple of fly tying kits, some really good frame flies. I bid on several items. but you I buy your own flies back? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. But uh, I bid on several several items. So I, I got outbid on the silent auction, and uh, I went uh, zero for zero on uh, on the bucket draw. So There was only two? No, there was like twenty something. I went. Oh, you went over, over, over twenty. Yeah, gotcha. But uh, fun was had. So good. it was a really good event. Really good event. So kind of starts, kind of kicks off our holiday party season. So looking to looking forward to several other parties this this year. Good. I was about to say this semester, but the semester is about over. Thank goodness. Uh, I'm. Uh... Headed to Gatlinburg this week to the uh, TWRA commission meeting. Mm-hmm. We'll be up in the tourist mecca of Gatlinburg. Didn't you say a bear the last time you were up there? Define C. The one that chased everybody around the parking lot? Yeah, I mean, okay. I was, my definition of C may differ, be different than most. My definition of C prompted me to go get my gun out of my car. Okay. Um, I started down the steps. Uh, Mr. Black Bear was coming up the steps. Yeah. And it was the same steps. The same floor of steps. Right. He wasn't like above me coming up. He was coming up. So, (laughs) and I died laughing. There's like... Somebody was panicking. It was kind of funny. And they were like, well, what do we do? And I said, I don't know. All these green trucks around here, these are TWRA officers. Why don't we find one of them? <laughs> of course, I made sure that I didn't have any TWRA stuff on. Right. Find him in these green trucks. I mean, there's there's officers everywhere. By God, I'm a taxpayer. They must be having a convention. <laughs> By God, I'm a taxpayer. They work for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That goes over well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's the way to influence people and make friends. Absolutely. Uh, I, anyway, I pay it. your salary. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you don't, but that's another story. <laughs> so, you know, we're headed up uh, for that uh, this weekend or this week, which uh, I don't know what I was on the agenda. I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. So, anyway, I guess that's Saturday evening reading. Sounds like a plan. Figure out what you're going to be talking about. Yeah, I mean, you know when the big ones are, the the game laws and all that stuff. Season setting and stuff yeah, like that. that yeah, that stuff. And, and like the, the season setting will come up in May. Right. Is this, this is, yeah, wildlife is even years. So we will, we'll be doing, we'll be setting hunting seasons this year. Okay. 
speaking of, how did that listening tour go? It um, it went well. It was um, it 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 got better from the agency perspective. Every 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 event, and you know they did what eight of them, I guess. Um, so I thought it got better. I watched a couple of the West Tennessee ones, and I thought they handled those really well. But now the difference is, I think there was more engagement in West Tennessee. Um, and of course, CWD was driving a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, still curious about CWD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it I thought it was good. I was very disappointed in the turnout. Uh, so the question I have that I haven't gotten an answer to yet is, was the turnout because of the way we marketed it, or was the turnout because people give a rat's ass hmm. and i don't know marketing or apathy that's a real good question uh and it could be a combination of both i'm yeah. sure um or it could be you know you can also throw in the factor of with the cwd out in west tennessee that's that's more of a driving force whereas we haven't really seen it over here and people you know out of sight out of mind type thing and everything's going well here so nobody has anything to complain about i'm not sure how many and that was something that actually richard sims actually pointed out oh is it just people think that you know things are working well and i don't think it's that uh based on the the comments and stuff i see like on social media and things i'm not sure it's that but i don't i don't know that was that was one of the things and 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 in all fairness I was one of the main pushers of doing this thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, as I told uh, the agency, I said, I'm not going to, f- quote, force you guys to do this if uh, the hunters and fishermen don't step out. So it would be interesting to see what the fishermen do this year because they'll be doing that for the fishing side of the house uh, this year. And if we get the same apathetic approach from the uh, the fishermen that we got from the hunters, then I don't know that we'll quote force that out again. Uh, and and I'm torn. You you need to do it for a few years to get it established. Um, uh, but and and so that's just that's part. I mean, I'm just I'm giving you real time thoughts on the commissioner. What's in the commissioner's head? Yeah, because I don't know. Well, I'll be I'll be happy to speak to the. Let my concerns be known about the fishing issues. Well, I don't listen to you, though. Well, I know you don't, but, you know, there'll be other people at that meeting, and they might listen. They might. They might. Keyword is might. But um, I think that the – I don't know. I just think – I think it's a good idea, but I, I'm just curious. How – could you give a percentage on – Was did anybody give any positive feedback to that, or was it all just – Y'all need to change this, do this, do this. Y'all shouldn't be no, doing No, no, no. It, it really wasn't that. Okay. Um, there was positive things. Uh, and, and part of it was was growing pains. Um, it was done one way, which might not have been how people that drew this up envisioned it. Okay. You know, so there was some tweaking that went on and. Um, the first one out of the bat was the one here, and it was pretty, pretty poorly de- attended. 
So they kind of changed the game plan in the middle of the game, uh, which I mean I don't blame them. I would have too. Yeah. But you know, again, by the time they got to the end, uh, they were more back on the way it was envisioned. But you know, it is it is what it is. I mean, I have to give them credit. Uh, they went out there to, to to listen, and people there got got listened to, which is you know all you can ask for. Yeah, that's the whole point of the, the listening tour. But. So, so I don't know, and 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 part of it too is you know the whole social media aspect of life and how that works, and we had uh, we had many more people watching it on um, Facebook than we had in attendance. I can assure you of that. Because at one point, we had like 400 and something people watching the first one in here in Cleveland. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's all pieces, parts. It was an expensive, uh, an expensive way of going. And so we'll have to address all that, too. But anyway, that's kind of where it's at. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Regeneration. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. The old man ran the base. Welcome back. And you Tony Sanders Outdoors. Next week, we'll be playing holiday music for your listening enjoyment. Ho, ho, ho. R- Rudolph or Santa got run over by a reindeer. Or Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Mm-hmm. Somebody got run over by a reindeer. We'll have to make it. 
hunting themed. Okay, I think we could do that. What is a reindeer? It's a it, it's a reindeer. It's a type of caribou. Ah, see, there you go. A it, type of caribou. Yes, it's a species of caribou, if I'm not mistaken. It may just be a flat-out caribou. It may be like puma, cougar, mountain lion. I'll, I'll have to look at that. But uh, there were, um, you know, which you know, you know, there were ten reindeer for Santa. Thought there were nine. Ten. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, Rudolph, and Olive. Olive? Yeah. Olive, the other reindeer. Is this thing on? No. Oh. Turn him off. Turn him off. <laughs> hey, we need to Olive wish. The uh, reindeer. Hey, that was pretty good. Olive, the other reindeer. Uh, we need Hunter to wish. would like it. Yeah. Of course, he's nine. Well, that, that's my target audience, I'm thinking today. Uh, we need to wish. Uh, Emily Eddings, good luck. She is heading out today, and she will be after her first deer with her dad, Andy. Uh, posted that cool. on Tony Sanders Outdoors. So, Emily, good luck to you. If you see a What a sign, day for deer hunting, too. No doubt, no doubt. If you see a big yellow sign with a picture of a deer, that's exactly where you want to hunt. You just Deer crossing? Yeah, to deer crossing. So, look for the big yellow sign. and Yeah, there you go. Post up. And, As you're driving and you see one of those signs, tell Dad you want to stop. Yeah. Right there. Uh-huh, right there. <laughs> Let's just hope it's not in the school zone. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Seriously, Emily, good luck today. I hope you get a really big, big deer today. And for those that don't understand the joke that we just made, you need to go back and listen to last week's show where we played the infamous lady in the deer crossing. Yeah. If you Google lady deer crossing, uh, listen to that. Just be sure you're not driving anywhere or have a full mouth of coffee because it will be sprayed because this lady bless her heart she, she tried but uh you sound like a southerner there yeah bless his heart bless, bless her, her heart. heart yeah all right so what's is david Wright's listening and watching on facebook thank mm-hmm. you david wonder what part of the country he's in uh i'm gonna say north america but other than that i can't narrow it down <laughs> he could you know could be in georgia could be in alabama mississippi North of South Carolina, who knows? Yeah, I posted a story last night. Uh, this would be in your idiots outside, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, a piebald deer was shot by a person. Yes. On Monday, November 18th, wildlife officers received a call about a piebald deer being illegally shot from the road on Highway 19 and Old 18 in Stewart County. TWA officers responded to the call and began an investigation. Several witnesses had observed a vehicle and gave wildlife officers a description. Officers developed information, which led to a suspect. Officers interviewed suspect Zachary Bryant, who admitted that he had shot the piebald deer from the road. On December 3rd, Zachary Bryant uh, from Tennessee Ridge pled guilty in Stewart County General Sessions Court to four charges. Uh, Judge Bringham accepted the guilty plea to hunting from a motor vehicle, shooting from a public road, hunting without a license, and hunting without permission. Uh, A $100 fine plus court costs was assessed and $500 restitution to the TWA for the piebald deer. (coughs) He has lost his hunting and trapping privileges for three years, forfeiture of his Marlin 22 rifle, and is on probation for 11 months and 29 days. 
So go to the comments on the story. On the, this this yeah, one? Or, yeah, on mine. On yours? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <coughs> Let's see here. First comment is from Raymond Reed. They didn't mention he was hunting with an illegal caliber. That is true. Uh, Karen said, is that all he got? Duncan said, I'm guessing the TWA has a table of values for various species. According to the table, a deer is worth 500 but there's not a separate category for piebald. He probably got what TWA asked for in restitution. All right. That's that's one I wanted to, number one, we don't, uh, we don't set the fines. That is up to the courts. We write the tickets. They set the fines, just like your speeding tickets. Now, the one exception to that is I think it is is it five hundred dollars per point if you I believe it is. I believe you're correct on that. So there is some but that's actually set in legislation. That's not us. Um now of course we obviously have help in crafting that. Um but for the most part the fines are set. Number one, by the courts. Number two, we don't get any of it. Uh, I, I remember when I first got on the commission and uh, being a finance guy and then then being in part of the budget, I looked into this and I had somebody made a comment, well, you guys just write tickets for the money. And, and I just looked at him and I said, you know, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I said, and a, and a $100 fine... We get about eight bucks. I can assure you having our officers sitting in that courthouse costs a lot more than eight bucks. Not mentioning getting to the courthouse and everything else that's involved with writing you a ticket because you're stupid. So we don't write tickets for money because we don't get any. Now, should we? Absolutely we should, but that's not the way it works. Because then if we got the money, then we would be incentivized to go out and write the ticket, which we don't want. True. Now, I do think there are some, um, you know, there are some aspects of it that we should have the same forfeiture rules as the police departments do. So if you do something and, um, and you have to give up equipment or whatever, then that should come to us to be auctioned off or whatever to be used. And I don't care if we use it in anti-poaching. I mean, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah, I would be too. But it doesn't quite work that way. Um, So anyway, so don't ever think that that a TWRA officer is writing you a ticket because he's incentivized from a money perspective. He won't even buy him lunch. (laughs) And he doesn't get that anyway. We do. Yeah. The agency. And he has to sit in court for X number of hours for that to happen so absolutely so you may read the rest of the comments um yeah ken said definitely not harsh enough and andy gibson said hunting from a vehicle should have a 10-year license loss for hunting and driving forget the fines make the individual ride the bus there you go um now the one thing as i said just a few minutes ago that i do i do appreciate is the fact that um all the states in America will honor us. So if he's lost his privileges here for three years, he's lost them everywhere for three years. 
Um, and, and they're actually pretty well tied together on that, I believe. Because I've, I've heard a couple of stories where people were prohibited from getting a license because they had done something and lost their privileges in another state. Uh, and they're, so they're pretty quick about that. But, um, when my right, what, wit, really, and for true, apparently I can't talk this morning. When my wife read this. Your, your words are blurry because of your glasses. Yeah, I'll blame it on the glasses. I'm still getting used to them. Um, and my wife said that his, uh, let's see here, according to the press release, he was hunting without a license. She said his his uh, privileges for hunting have been taken away for three years. She said, well, that didn't stop him the first time. How's it going to stop him the second time? I said, well. Good point. You know. Good I, point. And it's kind of a good point. but She's kind of smart like that on occasion. Ooh-hoo. Deborah, send your cards and comments to <laughs> Rob at TonySanders.com. Oh, oh I'm, I definitely married up. So, all right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. It sits above the mantle on a couple rusty nails, and it's worth a bunch of money, but it damn sure ain't for sale. The good Lord only knows all the stories it could tell. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to do with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. So this is a reminder for all of my friends out there, if you're texting me, all you're doing is disturbing my dog, <laughs> and my dog's not with me. Yeah, my phone is is sitting next to his kennel and not here. Yeah. Just be glad he hasn't figured out how to use the phone yet. <laughs> Hello. I told you about patches, right? Our other dog. Yeah, I, I knew patches. Yeah, what about him? Um, I used to have a like a Bluetooth headphone thing. And I'd set it down on the um, on the end table, and about three o'clock in the morning, he got a hold of that and started chomping on it. <laughs> well, it was one of those that would actually call the last number you dialed, which happened to be a friend of mine, and so he called his house at three o'clock in the morning. His wife answered, and all she could hear was a dog. 
chewing on the microphone of a headset. It was pretty funny. She was like, you know, she didn't know what was going on. We still laugh about that. That is funny. That is funny. So, anyway, let's go to the phones to David. We called and said, said, where is he? And he's right here on our phones. Hey, David. I'm right east of Atlanta, Georgia. How's everybody this morning? Good. So ha- tell everybody good, how good. your how'd your deal go with uh, Compass last week? I know you sold some guns as well. Yeah, I actually did pretty well. I did. Um, I'm I'm thinking a little better than I expected, actually. What did you sell? I was just out of curiosity. I uh, sold a, an old lever action Marlin and a, a old single shot turkey gun and. Just a couple of old items I hadn't used in years, and you know, out with the old, in with the new. I'm, you know, how that goes. Did you buy anything, or did you just let it all go? No, out? no, no. I'd already bought something, and I thought, well, I need to make a little space. So, <laughs> well, one one of been us, of, one of us may have bought a uh, a Polaris Ranger that was in the auction too. Oh, okay. You don't know yet. <laughs> uh, you know, I do know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So did you get? Did I've you get already it? paid for that. <laughs> Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, here, yeah. Hey, listen. You were talking about the um, the turnout on your um, tour there. Um, a perfect example. I think a lot of it is. Of course, I'm guilty. Everybody's guilty. I'm in a little bit different situation. I'm never around is my biggest problem. But uh, I do write a lot of emails and letters. But um, so many people are reactive instead of proactive. And a perfect example is just like that. Your listening tour. You can just about bet when something comes out in regulation changes, oh, well, what'd they do that, you know, and everybody's going to be fussing. And it, uh, social media right now, there's a there's a neighborhood app that's on there, and we're in our neighborhood, and they just, the city of Chattanooga just sent out a thing, you know, we're going to have this little, these meetings, you know, how to progress the city and do different things and blah, blah, blah. Social media on this thing just lit up. Everybody's, you know, spilling their beans what they need to be potholes fixed and all this stuff, I'm thinking, you know, y'all need to go to the meeting, not right. put it on social media, because they're not sitting here reading social media. They're inviting everybody to come to the meeting. And, you know, I think that's a lot of it. It's just so many people are just reactive instead of being a little bit proactive. And, you know, they don't, things just don't seem to happen like they want because they just won't participate. That's true. Good point. Yeah, good point. I hate it. I hate it too. Like I say, I try to I try to drop a few letters and emails on occasion. I I'm really rough on politicians, but you know, just I do the best I can do. If you know what I mean. Well, I, I can assure you, the people that write us are usually pretty rough on us too. Uh, but we <laughs> we actually they actually um, get them. Uh, we actually everybody that sends in comments and stuff to us, uh, they actually provide us um, the the comments. So we'll get a, we'll get when we get to the the part they'll they'll number one they'll talk about how many comments there were you know for or against something uh, and then they'll provide us a comment so we can actually see it. Mm, that's great. That's great. Good deal. Well, Rob, you look just awesome with your glasses on, man. I'm just telling you. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Listen, one thing you might look out for. I know you're getting ready for break here, but. Uh, your depth perception when you're walking, you were talking about your steps. Oh, uh, yeah. First time I've got mine were trifocals, and they were progressive, and I tried to step over something and hook my toe on it and face-planted. So kind of watch what you're stepping over, curbs and things, till you get used to them. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, ex- 
overly careful about that. I've been holding on to the handrail with both sides with my hands. So. Oh yeah, and high stepping. That's oh what yeah, I learned to do high step. And the curb. I, I stepped off a curb the other day, and I thought it was a lot deeper than it was, <laughs> and and did that. You know, step down to where you plant your foot real hard, and, you, and then you look around to see if anybody noticed you tripped. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, guys, you guys have a great morning, and uh, I'm going to get busy and get back on the road and get this day finished. Sounds great, David. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Take care. See See you, buddy. There you go. Ask and you shall find. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you notice he said get back on the road? He pulled over to talk to us. Yes, he did. As a good professional driver would. Always. Always, always. Yeah, you got that. uh, You mentioned you got the Polaris. Mm-hmm. See what happens when you leave your bidding card and go to the bathroom? That's what happens to you. Thank you, and I'm going to use that too with my wife. <laughs> yes, it w- kind of it was me. So, yeah, blame me. Rob, Rob bought it. Yeah, Rob bought it for Tony. I'm excited about it. It's a great vehicle. It's awesome. So, anyway, that was pretty humorous. I, I, it, and, and Rob was there when I was doing this. I'm like, is that really going to go that cheap? I'll take I'm in. And then, of course, it starts going then. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I got it actually much less expensive than I expected it to go for. And it's, it it's an like I said, it's an awesome vehicle. It's almost new. I mean, it's got, what, 600 hours on it? Less than that? Uh, 600 miles, 1,100 hours. Okay. So I know 600 shape. was in there somewhere. It's in great shape. And I did check out the, the that thing is a, uh, a radio system that's, Designed to work with your phone through Bluetooth and all that. That cabling that I said went to the radio? Well, that whole radio thing is actually a Bluetooth radio system. It's specifically designed for four-wheelers. Huh. Yep. Okay, so we can listen to tunes while we're deer hunting. Absolutely. Ooh, I had an idea. What? Uh, Get a, play a video of, we we can go predator hunting, play a video of like a rabbit and get a whole bunch of coyotes come in and we'll. See exactly. Use it as a as a call. I was thinking more of um, um, what was the the song in Apocalypse Now when uh, Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah, Wagner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put on a black hat and stand out looking out over the beach, and we'll play that. <laughs> I love the smell of gunpowder in the morning. All right, we're going to go pay our bills. We'll be right back. No, we're not. Hold on. Stop. Mm-hmm. You're going to read one, right? I'm going to read, a, I'm gonna read one Then we're right going to go pay our bills. How's that? That sounds like a great idea. What you need to do this morning, you need to stop by Jack's Bait and Tackle because they have everything you need for your next fishing trip. They have large, medium, jumbo, and extra large shiners, red worms, night crawlers, crickets, waxworms, skipjack, and toughies. They have custom tackle, including canine fishing line, and they are the only shop in the area to carry it. They have soft plastics and the popular Tennessee rig. They just got a new shipment in of Missile Soft Plastics, and they carry the whole line of Berkeley and Rapala products. Jackson's just a short drive down Bonnie Oaks from exit 153, so it's a convenient stop on the way to the lake or the river. They also carry a lot of snacks and drinks for your cooler. Jackson's at 4228 Bonnie Oaks Drive, and they are open seven days a week for all your bait and tackle needs. They're open Sunday through Thursday, 6.30 a.m. until 6 p.m., Fridays and Saturdays, 6 a.m. until 6.30 p.m. Give them a call at 698 698- Eight three three nine, and check out their Facebook page for special discounts that are only posted there. Jax has been in business for over fifty years, so they know everything about bait. 
Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Final segment of this first hour of Tony Sanders Outdoors. What do we got? We got a few minutes. We want to give the, the harvest reporting. I shall. Statewide this week, 91,751 deer taken up to this point since the beginning of the season. An increase from last week of 11,225. Hamilton County had 1,391. Bledsoe, 746. Bradley, 745. Grundy, 725. Marion, 1,168. McMinn, 1,145. Meggs, 874. Monroe, 656. Polk, 233. Ray, 1,232. And Sequatchie at 488. Cool. So the numbers are increasing now that... Hamilton County is holding its own, too. They are, and the numbers went up real quick now that gun season's open. Now that gun season's open. All right, here's what you got coming up on your... Outdoor calendar, the uh, 18th and through the 20th of January, 29th annual Tennessee Sandhill Crane Festival. Speaking of that, you know what day is today? Opening day of crane season. Yes, it is. Uh, on the 1st of February, the Wild Baptists at Bayside are going to have a game dinner. I did that for you, Rob. Thank you, Tony. Uh, and on the 8th of February, the Wild Baptists at Silverdale are going to have a game dinner. Check them all out. Doors open around 4 o'clock for both of them. Uh, I'm just trying to help, man. I know. I appreciate it. Uh, Then the 14th of March, you got the DU Green Wings Youth Event at Covey Creek Farms. Uh, Doors are going to open at that event about 11 o'clock, so check it out. Uh, So that's what's coming up in your outdoor calendar. If you got anything you want on the calendar, shoot me an email at rob at tonysandersoutdoors.com, rob at tonysandersoutdoors.com, and I'll be happy to read it on the air. We will not even charge you to promote it. Nope. Much. Uh, no. You just you got to just invite us. Yeah. Not hard. Yeah. It's not, it's not difficult. Right? Right. That's all you have to do. So when we come back, uh, they have found CWD in Montana in an elk. First ever wild elk is found with CWD. We'll talk about that. Uh, had a tragedy here in uh, Ray County. Kayaker drowned. Uh, you knew him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, as well as some other things. All right here on Tony Sanders Outdoors. 
I look forward to them coming back. What do you bet you? Me too. All right. All right. There you go. We're done. First hour. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. Kind of the rain has stopped. It's kind of cool. It's a deceptive cool. Because it doesn't feel like it's 39 degrees, 37 degrees, what it was, but it, it is. Yeah, we've had that conversation before. There's a there's a warm 50, and there's a cold 50 in the 50-degree range for some reason. I've been out hunting and peeled off layer after layer after layer. It's 50 degrees, and I cannot get cool. I've been sitting in a deer stand before, too. It's been like 52, 53, and I'm a, I cannot get warm. I mean... It, I think it's the humidity. I really do. And it could be. I know the uh, I know the coldest I've ever been in my life. I've always heard this. Uh, the coldest I've ever been in my life was in September. No, October. September. September at San Francisco's Candlestick Park. I froze to death. What was the what was the famous comment? The I'm trying to think. The the cold. The coldest summer I ever spent was in San Francisco or yeah, something. Yeah. I, whatever it is, yeah. But, man, I did. I'll never forget. I was. I mean, we went to a ball game, uh, watched the Johnson and Braves play. Mm-hmm. And, God almighty, it was cold. Was the wind blowing off the water, too? Yes, and you could not get warm. Oh, I yeah. could not get warm. I, I'm trying to think the coldest I've ever been. It was out trout fishing, and it was 22 degrees below zero. And there were, like, crystalline. 22 degrees below zero? Or, no, tw- I'm sorry, not below zero. 22 degrees. I'm sorry, 22 degrees. And the air, when you looked at it, it looked like it was crystalline. You'd see little, the air. It wasn't snowing, but the air was, the moisture was already freezing up, and uh, we kept having to dip our rods in the water every every other you cast. Know, I, and I won a crappie tournament one year. Um, it was so cold, same thing. Ice, everything was icing up. We kept having to. Put the water or the rods in the water to get the the eyes clear. We, we never started the big motor. It was so cold. I don't blame you on that. So one. we we trolled around uh, Chester Frost Park, and we caught all of our fish in Chester Frost. Never ran anywhere else, and uh, was able to win the tournament. But it was it was so cold that the the eyes were freezing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I've got a solution to that. S- super simple. And here's your yeah. here's your fishing tip of the day from the trout professor. Chapstick. Rub it on your guides of your rod. It'll keep them from freezing up. Does it have to be Chapstick brand or can it be anything? I'm guessing it can be anything, but I've always just carried Chapstick, whatever, what, whatever's on sale. I don't know about, like, Burt's Beeswax. I don't know if that would work. I assume it would, but I haven't tested that one. I know Chapstick does work. Chapstick. Chapstick will help, help for, uh, from ice forming on your guides in the really cold weather now the only other problem is when you're a fly fisherman like i am when it gets really really cold like that your fly line 
becomes like coaxial cable and doesn't want to bend. Chapstick. Yeah, you got chapstick with you. So take it and just rub it on the, rub it on your fingers, put it on the guides. It helps it helps it keep from icing up. And keeps your lips smooth and kissable. So when you so when you're going to kiss the fish. Yeah. You don't leave a mark when when you get that big bass. Or crappie or whatever you're fishing for, trout. Fish. Fish. Just don't kiss a gar. <laughs> yeah. Or sturgeon, because their mouth is subterminal. It's on the bottom, and, and they got those, that protruding mouth that shoots out and grabs stuff. I don't know that you'd want to get your face near that. It'd be like something out of Aliens where it just <laughs> on your face. There's a visual for you while you're drinking your coffee this morning. <laughs> Uh, not one that I wanted in my head, but thank you. Okay. Um, let's talk about the, the guy that drowned. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see here. TWA officers confirmed uh, the body of Andrew Gamble of Hamilton County has been recovered. Andrew's uh, Andrew died earlier uh, while kayaking on Richland Creek near Back Valley Road in Ray County. Fast-moving water and rough terrain made... Recovery efforts very difficult. Gamble, along with two other kayakers, took to the water for a point-to-point trip along a section of the stream known for whitewater paddling after heavy rains. While kayaking, the 31-year-old Hamilton County man was trapped under a log. Those with him uh, attempted to free him. He was wearing his life jacket. TWRA, along with Ray County Sheriff's Office, Ray County Emergency Management, and the Tennessee State Parks worked together for the recovery efforts. So, there you go. You know, other than being on the water in questionable conditions, mm-hmm. he did he did everything right, right. But it was just is one of those tragic accidents. And uh, I, I heard coming in, Jr. knew him, bec- not uh, one day this week. Uh, Jr. knew him because he was a manager on the in the athletic department of UTC. So Jr. knew him through that. You knew him because he was a fly tire, right? Um, and such a tragedy. Uh, but it happens uh, every day. I mean, you had this. I don't know if you saw the story uh, about the guy that died, fell rock climber. He was like one of the best in the world. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, and he died right around Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. Um, you know, you can you can play it safe, and uh, and and I'm not saying that Mister Mister Gamble took a risk. I'm not saying that at all. But it's like I was telling you. I mean, things happen badly sometimes, and there is no reason to think that he wasn't well aware of his situations and skilled enough at what he was doing. And it's just one of those things that just didn't work out well. That's the term freak accident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, again, I hate it for his family. Uh, my heart's out. goes out to them. Um, young man, 31 years old. And uh, but he did. he did everything right. And uh, he had his life jacket on, and uh, 
my understanding is he got pinned under a log mm-hmm. and they couldn't get him out. Right. And when the water's hitting you like that, when it's rushing at you, it does not take long before you run out of breath. No, not at all. And when you're struggling to get up or out, um, you're expending a lot of energy quickly, which is consuming a lot of oxygen. So, again, it doesn't take very long. Not at all. But sad news, but, again, just a freak accident. He did do everything right. And uh, it was a, I knew him from fly time. It's a good tire, good tire. So big in the white water, obviously. So, but heart go out. Heart goes out to uh, his family. There's um. There then we had another. Was the other was the the kayak uh, drowning earlier this was that earlier this year that happened in Udwa? Around Harrison Bay? I think it was. That was on flat water there. Correct. Um, I think it was. I don't, as I recall on that one, it's been, I've slept since then, so I, I think he did not have a life jacket. That one on flat water. Correct. So. I think you are correct. I, yeah, because they found him in like 10 feet of water. It wasn't really that deep, but it was, they found right. him very quickly but it was still over his head and he, and yeah yeah okay yeah yeah that's that's been a while so i was thinking it was this spring though i i believe you are correct i'm i'm almost 99% sure let's um the the coyote dog thing <laughs> okay uh you're going to love this one man hits dog on canadian highway and doesn't realize it's a coyote. Canadian man hit a dog with his car last week and brought it uh, to and brought it to safety, and was extremely surprised to find out that it wasn't a dog but a young coyote. Eli and I'm not even going to try that. Was Borodisky. Borodisk. Borod. Yeah, Borodisky. We'll go with it. Was driving to work. He's uh, not listening. So. Yeah, was driving to work on the night shift in Manitoba on the 27th going around 55 miles an hour, when he said the animal popped up on the highway right in front of his car. When he hit the coyote, he thought he was hitting a German Shepherd or a Husky. He pulled off, the si- pulled off to the side and walked over to the shoulder lane where the coyote was laying, stunned after being hit. I was hesitant to leave it there because I was thinking it was a dog and there might be wild animals around and it might get hurt. He didn't think it was a wild animal. So he picked up the coyote, put it in the back seat of his car. It's amazing how docile it was. I was petting it, to quote Eli. It wasn't until a co-worker saw the coyote in his car that he learned that it wasn't a dog, but rather a wild coyote. The next day, the wildlife conservation officers transported it to Wildlife Haven Rehabilitation Center, where the animal is recovering. Animal rescuers said the coyote only suffered a few cuts on its body and is in good health and is expected to be released back into the wild in the next coming weeks. The center's director warns against picking up wild animals regardless of the situation. If the animals are large and a predator, if their behavior and natural behaviors are aggressive, then we always, always ask people to be cautious and to call us for help, she told the news outlet. If you're not sure, she said, give them a call. So, uh, but, I, but in all fairness, if you're not an outdoors person, there's a good chance you wouldn't realize it's a coyote. 
I saw a picture the other day somebody took from a deer stand, a beautiful black coyote. Mm-hmm. And it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I could see it. There's a, an incessantly yapping German shepherd across the street that saw a black that looks just like it. So, I mean, I can see that. Oh, maybe. But this one, this one was normal coyote colored. So, but yeah, I mean, either way, he may, you're you're 100 right. He may not know the difference. Right. So, I just I just find it interesting that he didn't realize it was an actual predator out there. My favorite comment: I was petting it. It was docile. I was thinking, yeah, yes. you ran over. Yeah, and as soon as it comes to its full senses, it's going to eat your arm off. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders outdoors. There's a chill Got put in jail? Air. Got one phone call? Give us a call. 267-1023. Three generations of hunting in our veins. Talking about what might happen on opening. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. Now, where were we going? Montana. Oh, I want to go to Montana. What are we going? Right now. All right. Montana's first wild elk was CWD found near Red Lodge. According to Montana officials with Fish and Wildlife, the state's first suspected case of chronic wasting disease has been found in a wild elk. Reports that a cow elk killed on private land northeast of Red Lodge in early November, tested positive for exposure to disease. Further tests will be conducted, but Bob Gibson, a Montana, a Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Park spokesman, said the false positive tests are rare, or that false positive tests are rare. That is true. They are very rare. Since elk tend to congregate in groups, the findings are a particular concern. CWD affects white-tailed deer, mule deer, moose, and elk, 
and attacks their nervous system. So there you go, Montana. I bet that is bothering them. Oh, yeah, especially if it's in the elk population. They've had CWD out there for a long time with a lot of the deer, a lot of the mule deer out there. But Well, my first question is this, why haven't the elk gotten it before now? That's a good question. Maybe maybe it's just taking the, that long for the disease to work its way to that population. Because normally you don't – let me rephrase that. In my limited experience of observing elk out west, they don't – the elk stay with the elk, the deer stay with the deer, the cows stay with the cows. Neither the twain shall meet. So if you had a mule deer that, let's say, died and that prion will sing it in the soil – elk comes through that area eats the grass now it's got cwd that's the only that's the only way i can think about think about the transfer Um, because usually it's close contact transfer and they don't intermingle per se true they've i mean they've had cwd for a while but yeah you know it is pretty interesting that it's in the elk herd now i know that when we were bringing elk into tennessee from canada there was, I believe, and I don't know for sure, but I know there was a disease of some kind that was detected and they stopped the import. I want to say it was CWD, but I may be wrong. I'm not going to say that. Okay. But I do know it was a disease that stopped the import. I seem to recall that. That was, yeah, that was a, while, a long time ago, but. Yeah. Didn't we get our, didn't we get our elk from Michigan, was it, or? Canada. It was Canada? Yep. Didn't we trade them wild turkeys? And it wasn't one-for-one trade, I'm assuming. Probably not. (laughs) I don't know what all was involved with it. Okay. It was before your tenure. It was. I helped raise money for it, but I didn't really get into the the sauces-making side of it. But on the bright side, now we have a thriving elk population in East Tennessee and even have a hunting season to go along with it. Absolutely. Hopefully I'll get drawn next year. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, TWRA. You ain't going to get John before I do. All right. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Absolutely not. What are you kidding? <laughs> probably. What's this probably crap? How many years you been putting in for it? Um, a while, but still. You know, I, th- I think commissioners ought to get, like, I think the season, we ought to just get automatic entry, you know. Like. Yeah automatic um selection personally i do and and retired commissioners too you know once a commissioner always a commissioner okay okay i can see that they call us has-beens but i'm okay with that i can see that yeah that ain't gonna happen but. no <laughs> all right now so here we go with oh, i've got music for this story okay Go ahead. Kentucky has a hog problem so bad that snipers are shooting them from helicopters. The war on feral hogs at Land Between the Lakes on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky has escalated. With plans to announce next week they are shooting them on site from helicopters. There's one. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> 
The winter campaign to eradicate feral hogs at Land Between the Lakes begins in November and also includes baiting, trapping, euthanasia managed by Animal Plant and Health Services Inspection Service, the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife, and the U.S. Forest Service. The feral hogs are non-native, threaten visitor safety, cultural sites, native plants, and wildlife. <laughs> you got me laughing now. The hogs... Hogs, feral hogs can have two litters per year, averaging five to ten piglets. Those offspring can give birth to new generations in next in less than a year, making eradication difficult. It's going to take a lot of work and effort, said Terry Bunges from the Wildlife Department of the Kentucky Department of Game and Fish. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> Reports of wild pigs began to emerge in Kentucky in the 1920s when hunters released animals illegally to hunt them for sport. Now the pigs can be found in all corners of the Commonwealth, including the wildlife department. So it has gotten so bad, they are doing a hog apocalypse. I want to shoot a hog out of a helicopter, hanging out of the helicopter, strapped in with fully automatic ARs. Well, these guys, according to according to Kentucky Wildlife, trained shooters will use 12-gauge semi-automatic shotguns from tree level. Yeah, that's no fun. Give me... <laughs> A full auto, yeah, a full auto AR. That or what? Heck, with semi-auto, let's go with a fully automatic shotgun. That's fun too. All right, this goes. Hey, Baverman, are you in? Uh, yeah. However, I, I would stick with the semi-automatic shotgun. The use of a fully automatic rifle is not for accurate target acquisition. It is for creating suppressive fire. I understand that. Suppress the element of the um, uh, of the pigs. I'm going you know, to suppress, suppress their hammocks. You're going to keep their head, head down. You want to shoot them. <laughs> so having a now a fully automatic, fully auto loading shotgun would be an ideal situation with that. And yes, I would be full on with that. Now hold on. Now you you can't. There is a. Hey, this is a conversation now. You cannot tell me that a fully automatic machine gun is for suppression, and but yet a fully automatic shotgun would be okay. Yes, I can. And ballistically <laughs> speaking, have you ever shot an M16 on full automatic? Not an M16. I have, like no. I have shot so, several fully automatics, yes. Okay. The, the ability to maintain tar- target acquisition is difficult due to muzzle rise and just inaccuracies within from the shooter. Now, if you have a perhaps a tripod mounted or you know one of those bungee sling mounted things like they used in Vietnam and a door gunner with an M60, then perhaps you would have a bit more accuracy. I think you would find using you know 12 gauge uh, buckshot with a fully automatic uh, AK platform 12 gauge you would probably be able to put a lot more lead on target you know this is all about hanging out of a helicopter and shooting hogs now yeah. it's turned into a ballistic discussion about which would be better well but of course because there's always that need I've got I've got the ultimate a minigun. Okay. That's a bit overkill, but hey, it, I like your style. If you're going to be a pig, might as well be a big hog. Go with the minigun. 
Yes. Okay. That's great. I um I'll stick with the with the twelve gauge, maybe with an extended magazine. Oh yeah, there you go. You can um, just do quite a bit more damage at um, you know thirty yards, something like that. You know, there you was much, uh, much more there was a group in uh, Georgia, probably down there close to where you hunt, Beaver Man, that uh, they do nighttime hog hunts with air rifles. Yeah, yeah, and they they basically sneak up on them and get within like fifteen or twenty yards, and basically pop them with this air rifle. That could got to be, be one big, the bad mofo air rifle. It is. It's, it's, a, it's it's not your crossman. It's it's a real one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So like th- the pre-charged pneumatics, like a fifty yes. fifty cal, or no? It's uh, they're they're they are um, hunting caliber sized. Yeah, uh, and and they use, but they're using infrared scopes and and the whole bit. Oh, I was thinking taking my yeah. red rider out there with iron sights and just go. No, you daisy red rider, you'll put your eye out. Thank you. Yeah, no, these are these are these are big enough to bring down a hog, but they. They try to get up close and personal. <laughs> Real I, men do it with dogs and Bowie knives. I got a buddy of mine. <laughs> I've uh, seen it. Yep. Um, you probably know him, Mark Hottis, that puts on the uh, Silverdale Wild Game Banquet. He jumps out of a tree on top of hogs with a Bowie knife. He's nuts. Yeah, that would hurt. I, I would be more scared of turning an ankle or something at my age. I understand. And then having the hogs feast on my carcass in, in the woods. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I just I, besides I like the smell of cordite and the um, the sound, just that that the sound of the the report and the the feel of um, the the that wonderful feel of recoil. There you go. It's hard to describe. That's true. That is true. Hey, uh, okay. Now I need to lambast you for your statement saying. That you think because as a public official, they're say a public servant that you deserve different or more specific rights than do the general public? Sure, I do. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mister Hillary Clinton. The arrogance <laughs> with which that sounded as it came out of your mouth just blew me aside. Well, number one, you know it's not true. I know, but I can still call you up and. Slap you around for it. I, just I, like that arrogant SOB Joe Biden. Well, all right. We we don't do politics on this show that much now. So let's let's. You've already called I'm me sorry, here, that Mrs. Clinton. That was underhanded. It was. That was a dirty, low down, disgusting <laughs> plant, and I apologize. I, I was I was talking to um, David Watson, who had the job before me, and uh, he was telling me that some guy called and uh, and I've had this happen. They said, I'm going to call the governor and get you terminated. He says, all right, so let me get this straight. You're going to call the governor and have him remove me from a job that I don't get paid for, that I take time away from my family, that um, costs me money, and and, and this is a threat how. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, well, I, no, I, I know you were kidding, but, you know, the, the, Sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. 
I know. And it, it is it is absolutely goes over the head of most people nowadays. There's Except probably course, people the there's probably are far smarter than the average population. There's yeah. probably people that really think that I do think that as a wildlife commissioner, I should get special privileges. Oh, I'm sure somebody will cut out the audio from this and just post it totally out of yeah, context. Probably. Anyway, let them. I don't care. Oh, and I do have what one other solution for your uh, your guides. Your eyes freezing. Yeah. Go to Florida, sit in a canoe and shorts, and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. Good call, man. Good Thanks, call, brother, man. All righty. Talk to you later. See you, buddy. See y'all later, pal. <laughs> Good point. Yep. Solves that freezing stuff. Yep. We'll be right back. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Appreciate you listening to us on this Saturday morning. Hope you all are doing well. A little bit cool out this morning. so Bundle up, but I'm sure you're going to be shedding it before the day's over because it's going to get warm. We were talking about that on the way in this morning. You can't dress for weather when it goes from 30 in the morning to 70 in the afternoon. This it's is difficult. This is why I have four coats at the office because I walk out and I forget them. It's like two in my car, and I... I I don't have a coat, and then I'm in the morning when I walk out, I'm upset because I don't have a coat because it's in the car because I didn't think about it. How do you dress for that type of weather? I mean, layered. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So, hmm. well, uh, we got a we got a happy story. We need a happy story. We need a happy story. A 100 year, a 104, excuse me, 104 year old Florence Teeters asked her youngest son to take her hunting in her hometown of Winter, Wisconsin, and he didn't think twice. I wonder why she suddenly thought about going hunting. Don't know. But after sitting in a deer stand with her son, 
Florence decided she wanted to get a hunting license and try to harvest her own deer. Good for her. I took mom to the blind this year. I had a nice folding chair for her, and it was nice and warm, her son Bill said. A little after 4 p.m., a buck shows up about 30 yards away. I tapped her on the knee, and I pointed. She nodded, smiled, and was real quiet. Then she took a shot. I got the buck. I got the buck, she exclaimed. The size, it was a small spike buck, but the size wouldn't matter much to her because she put the value on the experience rather than the trophy. At 104, she's deer hunting. So I'll tell you what, that that in itself, Miss Florence, congratulations. I hope you get to hunt next year, and I hope you get an even bigger deer. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I know anybody that's a century old. Um, I know a couple people that are close. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Corky, he's close, isn't he? Yeah, he's maybe a year or two off. I think. Yeah. He's what ninety nine, ninety eight, or something, something like that. Uh, <laughs> you know he's going to call us. <laughs> he's going to text us. I am not. As he's. As he's blowing uh, coffee through his nose right now. <laughs> reaching for his phone. Or reaching for his gun. Yeah, probably. We're not going to be welcome out there anymore. We'll get shot at. Hunter, watch this. <laughs> that's too funny. No, that's a really, really good story. Uh, I saw that, and uh, they had a picture with it. Uh, obviously, she's silver-haired, but she had a smile on her face you would not believe for taking her first buck. So congratulations, Florence. Uh, and you devalued her deer. She said it was a small buck, or somebody no, said it was a small but you said maybe you can go next year and get a bigger one. Like, that's not good enough. Well, See? You're like, you're like all those other Facebook people. Well, I know now that she's had her first taste, it's, she has to go through the stages of a hunter. I want to shoot a deer. Then you want to shoot a big deer. Then after you've gone a few years, then you just enjoy being outdoors whether you shoot a deer or not. It's progression of a hunter. Same thing with a fisher. You want to catch a fish. Then you want to catch a big fish. Then you want to catch different species of fish. And then you finally get to the point where you enjoy just being outside whether you catch a fish or not. Okay. That's my two cents. All right. I still think you devalued her deer. Okay. Well, then, I, if, Miss Florence, if I did devalue your deer, I do apologize. Please feel free to send all comments to Rob at TonySandersOutdoors.com. But I hope you get to go hunting next year anyway. So You get a bigger deer? No, not necessarily. Just get to go hunting. Good. Hunt. See? If she gets to hunt at 105, that's a pretty good deal. That's, uh, hey, I say that's great. I just want to be able to hunt at 55. <laughs> Didn't we pass that already? No. Oh, I thought she did. No. Thank you. Okay, sorry. <sighs> did I? I thought you I thought you did. You're You're what? 5 years older than me? Or six. Oh, I don't know now. Now I'm depressed. <laughs> no, it's it's fifty-five. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, here's another good story. An 11-year-old Wisconsin boy suffering from a rare medical disorder had the outdoor experience of a lifetime in Oklahoma. The Oklahoma game wardens posted on Facebook this heartwarming story. Braden Milky from Black Creek. Wisconsin joined Grant County Game Marshal, uh, Game Game Warden Marshal Ray. Easy for you to read. Yeah, apparently. Marshal Ray. Marshal Ray to go hunting. 
Braden and his dad traveled to Oklahoma as a part of the Outdoor Dream Foundation, which gives terminal kids a chance to go hunting. Braden was diagnosed with Alstrom Syndrome, a rare medical disorder that causes congestive heart failure and vision loss. Braden was able to use an iPad that attaches to his gun to help him control and fire it. And he took a very nice deer. Good for him. All right. So there's two heartwarming stories to keep you going this week. Good for you. Glad you found something besides idiots and... I try. I try. I don't make the news. I just report it. Thank you, Paul. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Well, last year we had a bumper crop when them white oak acorns started to drop. So many I twisted my ankle walking through the stand. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning. Got the calendar events coming up on the 18th and 19th of 2019. The 29th Annual Tennessee Sandhill Crane Festival, Hiawassee Wildlife Refuge from 8 to 5 p.m. On the 1st of February, the Wild Baptists at Bayside will be having their wild game game dinner. Doors open 4.30-ish. And then the following week, the Wild Baptists at Silverdale will be also having their wild game dinner. Uh, (laughs) Send your cards and letters to Rob at TonySandersOutdoors.com. And then on the 14th of March, you're going to have the uh, Ducks Unlimited Green Wings event. And that is, uh, of course, sponsored by our buddies at Sportsman's Warehouse. That's going to be a great event for all the kids that come out there. Always is. Always is. Always is. So, All right, man. The show is done. Mm-hmm. We are through. Can you believe that? No, I can't. Especially on the open today crane season. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm ready, man. Oh, I am too. I am ready. I saw a post from uh, our buddies at uh, Double H, mm-hmm. and uh, they're ready to go. We're ready to go. I'm ready to um, shoot down some pterodactyls. I'm ready to ready to smell some gunpowder. Uh huh. It's gonna be cool. It will be. So, all right. What else is happening? That's about it. Got about thirty seconds. Well, anything you want to tell people in thirty seconds? Chapstick for your guides on your fishing rod. I know it's not freezing yet, but it will be soon. Chapstick. Or Beaverman's suggestion, uh, Florida. Move Florida. Move to Florida. That, either one works. It will. Hey, take a a child hunting and fishing just like our buddy Andy did. He's taking his daughter hunting today. Take him out in the woods. Get him out of the house. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. 
Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.